0: Good evening, friends. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How's your Monday?
1: It's wonderful. We're getting ready here for ICG Con coming up, which is hmm. a right annual game convention that that I don't know. I wouldn't call it a game convention. Like I mean, it's got that in the name, but game get together is that what we call it? Is that what we call it? Game gathering?
0: Game game weekend? Yeah. Game party
1: of of. Friends, usually it's a, a larger thing that we have. Game um, gathering. Yeah, th- this year we're having to do it much smaller, um which is unfortunate. We've
0: well, last year it didn't happen at all.
1: So correct. Last two, no, two two years ago we did have it. We had it right before the pandemic started.
0: Yeah, it's the last last social thing that I did before I remember because we were all in the just kind of still like whispers and rumors and washing yeah. our hands while we mentally quote the picard intro from star trek <laughs>
1: exactly uh so those who who, who aren't uh, who are kind of newer to the show we uh have a game weekend with i mean we have we have a couple friend groups we have but uh one of them is a bunch of people we have that are all over this the country right i guess all over the state illinois uh, indiana and
0: I I think of that as your friend group. Sure. Yeah, it's... even though a, a lot of them know me now as you know from coming to ICGCon and especially from the podcast, but the 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 Trotsky group as I call it yeah. is our is our shared friend group. I actually n- have known some of them longer than I've known you. Right. Uh and didn't know anything about ICGCon until I think after we started the podcast. Yeah, sure. It's um,
1: it's a uh... So it's a but, thing yeah. that started about, I would say, about fifteen years ago. So now we're actually on our thirteenth or fourteenth year, um, right? And it was uh, made up by six friends uh, of of mine, of which I was only like kind of uh, acquainted with. Um, and they were a group of people up in Indianapolis um, who had mm-hmm. started, who had wanted to play games, but had been kind of loners. Not, I mean, most a lot of gamer people are loners, but you know. Like right. moved to town for whatever reason in Indianapolis and wanted to find people to game with. Uh So two of them had started a, like a message board group of people who play games. And then once a month they would meet and play games like D and D or just board games. Um mm-hmm. And so they, and they, they, um, they were they were young at the time, early twenties, early to mid twenties, and they made it a, a stupid name called uh, Indie Cool Gamers, right? It's just <laughs> <laughs> it was very lame. Uh,
0: I know that's your favorite part of this I, story. I
1: really hate that that part of the story. Um, but anyway, they they uh, so they made it that, uh, and they played for a while. Um, I had gotten out of gaming, if you could, people can believe that, um, and had not had that, got into like raising a kid and a family in college and et cetera, et cetera.
0: Oh, yeah, you, all, became a, you became a normie, all, a filthy casual.
1: Exactly. All those terrible things that, you know, we
0: say we lose some along
1: the way. I was almost one of those casualties. Um but lost
0: lost a lot of good men out there
1: we did and women and i um i w- my our, i used to play games a little bit with a friend of the show bill Haig. and um mm-hmm. he really it's really funny he really wasn't a gamer either like through high school when i knew him or anything i think he just started playing because he met me and then we played um
0: mm.
1: and then when he he moved up to indianapolis um right. and i think he just kind of had the bug right? And mm-hmm. as we have for gamers and wanted to, to play and on his own found this group and and, and that, that totally scratched his itch and once a month he could play and became real good friends with those people and he, he was constantly telling me, you should come play, you should come play, you should come up, just come visit, he never, I never get to see him because he's up there and we'll, we'll come play I was like, alright, so I gave him and come and played and played a couple times and met some of his friends um, and uh, two of the organizers, uh, a, a lady by the name of Heather, Heather and a guy by the name of Dave and uh, had a good time. And then I came for several months in a row. Um, and then got invited to play like on a Saturday game, you know, nights and stuff. So I would come play. It didn't really grow, but there was like six of us. that were always coming all the time. Uh, and then we just hang out. We'd see each other at Gen Con. It was the big thing we'd get excited about. And we decided that we wish that Gen con would keep going, we could do it more often, and we would do let's let's have a group together of just people that we know just to have a good time with um once every you know six months after outside of gen con
0: right sort of on the on the off uh like the other end of the year yes. from from uh from gen, from gen, gen con.
1: con so you you get that But we're all adults, so it's very really difficult, and we know that was the thing too is that you know it's hard to get people to schedules and everything together. But if if you had some people that could organize it and be the ones that's always reminding people and always you know doing the clerical parts of it, the staying in contact six you know four or five months in advance, saying hey, how's this date? Hey guys, keep this date. Hey, who can come? And really making that down, um, it could it could do well for adults. We we thought for our friends and. So we did it. So anyway, fast forward today. We've been doing it for a long time. That group has changed dramatically. That's six. And it's grown and shrunk and changed uh, things. But it's, always, it's usually always been at my house. Just from that very first year, mm-hmm. I had a big enough space that we could get everybody. Right. And because of COVID, uh, we didn't have it two years ago, uh, last two years. And then year, this yeah. year, we're going to have it at an Airbnb. And that is just simply because I'm moving. Uh, and I've got mm-hmm. Shelly moved in and it's a whole, full house, but I'm excited about it. Uh, and you've been coming for like three or four years, right? Three years at least. Right. Um, yeah. And everybody knows you from the show and from ICG con, but, but I guess the long short of that one is that most of the people that come, and I know you'd say like, it's my indie friends, but honestly, most of the people that are there, I only met through that. Like that's the only way I know oh. them. So the, the history is that, but I just went up there and they yeah. were there and then they came to the thing and, and my other, the other six people invited them and I don't, didn't know them except from this. Right. Which is kind of cool. You know how we meet friends.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. but you, you know, you get... I mean, it's your basic, it's your basic sort of like, I don't know, club or, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, when my family used to do, um, uh, civil war reenacting, mm-hmm, I've mm-hmm. probably mentioned that before. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what that is, people call it cosplay. I don't like that label because to me, cosplay is costumes for something fictional.
1: Yeah, Uh, right. Not,
0: not, not real. But like if you've ever gone to Civil War days or they do it with the other like Revolutionary War with the, the, um, red coat, you know, British, uh, uh, soldiers and things. But, um, usually there are big ones on, on or near the historic battlefield locations from the Civil War, the uh, American Civil War, obviously, is what I'm talking about. Um, and then some are just their parks, or like in Ohio, where um, uh, President Hayes lived, Rutherford Hayes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in Fremont, Ohio. There's a big house and museum where he lived, and then it's got a big yard with a lot of um, with a lot of trees. It's like a city park there in fremont and they used to do an event they did it for like 25 years um but our and so there are different like each event has a group of people organizing it sometimes it's connected with the park where it's where it's hosted usually it is in some way sometimes it's just a group of people um um, who put it on and we had we had a group it's like a club but we called it a unit or a company, right? Because mm-hmm. it's military, we use military uh, terminology. Even though it was a family um, um, group, and we had members, and members had like annual dues or something, which really just went into um, sometimes buying food, but really the the club had surplus um, gear, like extra rifles and uh, or muskets and um, and leather. Gear, you know all the all the stuff that that soldiers wear right and it was still kind of loaned. like if somebody brought somebody they'd try to um help you know kit them out in in the uniform and stuff for their first time or two because the stuff's not cheap yeah sorry. if you get into it to buy it yourself um and we would do meetings i think a couple times a year and we had officers so we would do the whole like uh whatever that's called not it's like parliamentary kind of you know, read minutes and nominate and second motions. Though it was all pretty like we did that sort of stuff, but it was really kind of a show, right? Like we rarely had any kind of disputes or or debates that we would argue in that in that setting. Yeah. Like usually it was much more informal. Um but it was that kind of thing, right? Like we schedule these events. We're like, hey, there's this event happening here. Do we want that to be our um our July event, instead of since this other one is canceled, um, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I mean, that's just you know it's that's how you groups of people that's that get together. that's how that's how adults uh, organize stuff. Now yeah. in our in our our other our main group, it's not really that way. It just kind of works works out however it works out, and maybe it's just because of the size. Like yeah, we only have so many people, and we're like, well yeah, so and so is coming to town, and and maybe you can make it. Like there was some. Some sort of good natured consternation because Fox randomly came to Bloomington last week. Right. And, uh, and I, oh, we didn't get into this because we skipped over my, my travel segment of the podcast. <laughs> um, I'm in Bedford right now, so I'll be in Bloomington. Bedford, India. Uh, yeah, Bedford, Indiana. You, you, so you have be, to you have
1: to set up with the, with the like state now, Dennis. You can't just specify. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. You could be Bedford, I'm, Arizona, for all we know. Like,
0: I could, I could. I've I've seen I've seen Jaspers in several states. There like you there's go. Jasper, Indiana, that we know, but I've been to um, Jasper, Alabama. And I yeah. saw a sign for Jasper. I want to say Georgia, and I was like, "Oh, I should go." No, I don't. It's a <laughs> travel day. I had a long ways to go, and I'm like, "I'm not detouring just to go to another Jasper." And you've and been, like, at, you've been in. Uh,
1: I know you've taken pictures from where uh, your parents' house uh, is that, Um Yeah, Lagrange, Lagrange, like, uh, Texas, right, or something
0: like that. Lagrange, Texas, the famous one, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so so anyway, Fox and I just just missed each other uh, in terms of that gathering, but. Yeah, I am back in the area so that I can uh so that I can attend ICG Con this upcoming weekend. Yeah. And um yeah, it's uh it's cold.
1: Yeah, I I bet, yeah. It, it was I was in was Florida on yeah. Friday right. and it was
0: too hot. It was too hot in Florida and I'm like, "Oh, I need to go back north." And now I'm like I went too far. Went, went I too went far. too far north. It was nice Georgia, like I stayed so I don't know, we can we can jump over to that unless you want it. We'll probably have more to say about ICGCon next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was, after, I was just saying that, that's happens. something that,
1: that, that we've got. And we've got, it's usually a 20, 25 to 30 member thing. But this weekend, we've just got a, a small group because of the limitations of Airbnb, which is sad. Because what do we
0: have? Like, like a dozen?
1: Yeah. yeah about a dozen people. And and it's really okay. sad because the 20, to, it's weird to say the 20 to 30 people that come, I feel are very tight. Like, I, I every mm. single person sure. that comes, I, enjoy their company every single time um right so it's it's very difficult to i mean when we planned it we were planning for the pandemic is what we were doing it, uh, beyond here or we would have probably tried to find a bigger place but right um but still it, it, it it's gonna be it, i'm looking forward to it the long short of it is i'm looking forward to it but it's bittersweet that i won't see some very good friends that i only used to get to see once a year
0: Right, I did think, yeah. but
1: I, it'll still be a good time to see people I've not seen in a long time um, after this pandemic. And, sure. and here in where we're at, the the mask mandates have been lifted, so we're all kind of almost in pre you know COVID type stuff. So I'm excited to have a mm. an official thing
0: with you know people. Yeah, yeah, it'll be. It should be. It should be a good time. It should be um, a good time. Yeah, and and you're you're yeah. gonna be
1: here for like game night i think tuesday and yeah, we'll, yeah we'll, tomorrow. We'll, ne- next week will be a mm-hmm. a good not that this week isn't a good episode but next week will be a, <laughs> be a, be a good, good fun episode to talk about yeah
0: so uh uh as i said off the air we recorded alternate monday last week mm-hmm. um and so i haven't had a lot of time to do uh any of our normal sort of gamey movie tv show kind of stuff yeah yeah um I, I get to I get to pull I, the slack
1: on that one because I've actually done several things this week.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, I did I did see some people in uh, in a brewery playing Cards Against Humanity. Meh. So that's a kind of uh, board game adjacent <laughs> uh, uh, anecdote there. But I traveled from uh, Cocoa, Florida, mm-hmm. where my brother David lives. Um, I left there Friday night. Home of Cocoa um, Beach. Near Cocoa Beach, yep, that's right. Uh, Sarah and I went went down into Cocoa Beach, went to the famous Ron John Surf Shop, yep, yep, um, where everything's expensive, <laughs> and and um, it's
1: like the biggest tourist. It feels like the biggest tourist yeah. trap ever.
0: Yeah, big tourist trap. Um, but you gotta go. And you gotta go. Everybody's gotta go. Yeah, yeah, go. And I got a shot glass, and they gave me a sticker. <laughs> um, what I, nice. What nice. do I do with this sticker? Um, and. Yeah, I stayed at that same campground in, in Florida on my way out. which was about two and a half hours from day No, place, I want to say before we get off the anything.
1: Ron John topic, I always found that oh. Ron John Surf Shop is based, I think it was started in Cocoa Beach, and Cocoa Beach does not have a big surf thing. Like, it just doesn't have uh, right? surf.
0: Right? Yeah, there's not, I mean, people do it. We went up to, it. we didn't go to the beach down there. Uh, the day before, we went up to uh, Playa Linda, if you know where that mm-hmm. is. Um, that's in the in the um Merritt Island wildlife uh national wildlife refuge, whatever the yeah. acronym is for that the, the national parks uh uh do. And so I uh I stopped in there and got another stamp in my passport book. That's oh,
1: good, yeah, yeah. Um
0: National Parks passport book. I'm sure there are people yelling at um, me
1: about Florida not being a surfing state, but you know, whatever, man. Right. Once you've well, seen surf on the west coast, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, p- there were people trying to surf at Playa Linda, but it's not. Yeah, it's a smaller ocean. It just doesn't get the waves that that the Pacific gets. Yeah. Uh, um, but Ron John Surf
1: Shop, one of the biggest known surf shops, is right in a place that doesn't seem to have a lot a lot of stuff. So you go there for all the surfer stuff, but. Which was great because we watched um, the surf show like last week or so. The surf
0: surf movie, yeah, that's uh, I posted this in our in our Discord channel. They had the uh, sex wax, Mm -hmm, is that mm -hmm. what it's called? Um, I didn't buy that, but I did buy a sex wax uh, air freshener. So now my car smells like pineapple, which is kind (laughs) of strange. That's great. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so I left Florida Friday, uh, or well Saturday morning. Um, I stayed Saturday night in Atlanta, um, hotlanta, hotlanta. It was when I got there, it was like 80 and (laughs) I'm like, this is, this is pretty warm because I stayed overnight at a brewery, um, really cool place called steady hand brewing, Mm -hmm. um, on the North side of downtown Atlanta. Um, they're in like an old, uh, industrial park. So they've got all this space and there's like old, you know, derelict railroad tracks running through where they you you know, some kind of factory or whatever. But they've got all this space so they do harvest host. I think I've talked about that program before. I, I want to interrupt
1: to um, say for our listeners, a little thing Dennis posted while he was on that trip was the best thing about camping at a brewery is that you don't know whether you're drunk or you parked on a hill. Which I laughed
0: out loud <laughs> was... Oh, that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> I did like, that's really good. I did do that. That's been an interesting so I've I've said before that I'm you know, mostly sticking to RV parks because I want (laughs) to still, uh, have everything plugged in so I can, you know, work on my computer and everything. But when I'm traveling between some distances, I do harvest host, which is a program where you can stay someplace overnight for free, but it's always some kind of business. So you're expected to spend some money there. Um, and the first place I did this was a, was a farm. And so I, you know, cooked on the, um, cooked on the stove and had a little campfire and stuff. And every time I got in and out of my camper, it was all rocking and shaking because I hadn't put the the stabilizer jacks down. Those are um, like scissor jacks on the four corners of the camper. Um, And so after that, I was like, I need to put those down everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. And um, in Pensacola, I stayed at a brewery and I did that. But I really hung out in the brewery until like 9 p.m. and then got in the rig and you know read for a little while and went to bed pretty early and i'm like if i'm not moving around and cooking and stuff i don't the you know the camper can shake around and it's not that big of a deal i always you know it's this thing like i go back and forth um i just said the the parking lot at steady hand brewing was really big but it was also really uneven and so i was on a hill and i'm like you know what I'm gonna hang out in this brewery and drink and then I'm gonna come out and go to bed. Like it it doesn't matter. And then I had the same problem. Like it wasn't that I didn't have the jacks down, though that definitely didn't help. It's that I was I was definitely on a slant, and so I'm like, what am <laughs> I when I'd get up to go to the bathroom or whatever, I'm like, Am I falling in the in the thing? <laughs> have I drank yeah, too that was, much here? Or <laughs> Right, right, which you know it's it's a brewery, like it's expensive to get to get very drunk at a brewery, but um no of course the the actual like that's the joke with parking on a hill. The actual best thing about camping at a brewery is that I can enjoy the beers and then go right to my bed without having to drive <laughs> I, yeah that, right? or 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 spend money on an Uber or anything or lift
1: even, even better you got your- you got your house that you pull right up to the to the brewery.
0: Exactly, exactly, and it's you know it's it's always cool to like hang out and talk to you know either either other customers or people that work there when I was in Pensacola. I was the only person camping, so you know I talked to the owners of or the owner and employees of the of the brewery in Atlanta. There were at least two other um campers also staying there um <laughs> on unlike on both extremes, one had a big um what they call class A which is those. The campers, like if you think a, um, like a tour bus for a for a band, like the big, really big, um, you know, single unit camper, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, a motorhome, and the other was a really small, not really small, but like one that's basically just a bed on wheels, um, <laughs> the box kind of, you know, with a sort of teardrop uh, shape, which teardrop is its own whole category of camper. Um, anyway, that was Saturday night. In Georgia, and then last night I stayed in Hop- Hopkinsville, Kentucky, um, at a place called Casey Jones Distillery. Okay, um, and it's a it's a moonshine and bourbon uh, whiskey distillery, um, and there was uh, there was one older couple staying there too. They were on their way back from uh, from Arizona site going up to michigan yeah because they had michigan plates i was like you guys from michigan mm-hmm. uh, they're actually staying tonight they told me at another uh harvest host in martinsville which is north of north of bloomington and i was like oh maybe i'll see you guys on the road because we're basically going the same way
1: <laughs> yeah right
0: um yeah and so so that was fun i got to do a whiskey tasting and you know meet some people and one of the best parts much...
1: about traveling around like that doing that stuff
0: Yeah yeah meeting people going to going to different places seeing different things and apparently for me experiencing the wide uh range of 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 weather temperatures uh between the south the southern states and I don't I don't even think like southern Indiana is not north but it's north compared to Florida, which I guess mm-hmm. everything is, but
1: yeah and and, and yeah. it is worth saying that it was also very warm here last week, so it was like seventy two so the fact that it's seventy two up here means that all your of course it was a heat wave down down where you were at but uh, yeah, as soon as you yeah. decide to come back up, it goes back down to forties so right well yeah that's how midwest works um so pivoting off that one a little bit i I got to do a couple of things this weekend while you were on your venture on your adventures on the road. Um, I got to go see the new show the Batman uh, this weekend. Hmm. I don't want to talk about it too much cuz I know you haven't seen it yet. Um, right. but I can give a spoiler thoughts that isn't influencing in any way very hands off. I will say um the only thing I can really say about it I want is I think I liked it. I I want to say <laughs> I liked it. I don't want to, I don't want to say I want to say I liked it. I mean like it was a it was a good Batman movie. Um, there were I've heard a
0: lot of good things about it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the best thing that I have heard it comes from, of course, our professional movie reviewer, our uh, buddy Fox, said the phrase he was exhausted after three hours, and that is the proper word. I didn't know what to understand what he was thinking of that before. I've also said things multiple times like. I don't mind long movies. I Yes, this is three hours, but I have seen many three-hour movies. I watch The Lord of the Rings, the extended edition, and I don't get exhausted, right? I, I enjoy watching every minute and don't think about it. Um, right. So I don't understand that, or I don't mind a long thing as long as it gets me good. Now, I've also watched three-hour movies that I didn't want to be in a the theater after an hour, right? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, that's not what we're getting back from. This people are all commenting about the runtime, but not in a way that, like... Should be p- prohibitive to go watch it,
0: so i agree
1: I, I agree with that
0: I don't think I've heard anybody comment on the runtime that's interesting
1: okay so I, I it is three hours and and i and I would never usually uh put that forward, but it does by the mm. time it's over, it is exhausting i I am exhausted, and we left, and I was like it's over, it's finally over, and I'm done like I walked out and I'm done, and actually, I feel like now just saying about like. I'm done with Batman for a long time. And I don't mean that in a bad way either. Or that, you know, some movies come out and you're excited for a sequel. It wasn't any of that. I, I t- spent some time, several days, thinking about this. What that means. What exhausted means. And why I would mean that way. So the best review of that, a better way to expand upon that, is to say that this movie is an intense movie that keeps you at that level of intensity the entire time. It does not let up. It does not give you time to just break breathe think about something else go down another side story uh even the romantic scenes where there might be some romantic scenes be, or should say tension between uh catwoman and batman is still very intense it's like it's within uh, a moment that is uh still the the dark batman kind of um riddler oppression it's kind of like um if you've got a serial killer in this which is what this is it's you see the trailer the riddler's the main character and or villain and he's got he's like a serial killer and he's doing these terrible things so the entire movie is this like someone's going to die next and we must find out who it is before he strikes next and there's no let up from the very beginning opening scene to the very end it's this pressure of always having having to be intense right and Batman is intense. And even when you have Bruce Wayne scenes, he plays it as this angsty, intense guy always. So you're mm. you're never let up. And when it's over, you can finally like exhale and be like, God, it's over. Right? Like, I made it. Right? I and the the ending is I don't want to say anything about the ending, because I, I don't want to give any emotions that way. But you know, the the movie itself was uh satisfactory. Um and Hit the notes it needed to hit. The pacing was correct. It wasn't long. Be- I-, I didn't mention the three-hour time limit be- or time because it was slow. It was slow, by the way. But that it-, it was too slow, or that it was, um, you know, make you sleep or want to leave or anything. It was just it's long because you're going through a very trying, difficult time. And even though it may be slow, you feel like, you know, oh my God, the the slower the minutes tick down in this murder. Someone's going to be murdered next, right? Hmm. So, it's the longer this takes, the longer it, the more intense the intensity even builds because someone's going to get it next, right? Because th- that's how these murders work. He's a serial killer, right? Um, so, good. That's that's a big, you know, props to the director, to the writing, to the <laughs> acting, to the cinematography, to through all of it all around. They did exactly what they wanted to do was keep this oppressive intense feeling uh of this um a detective all the way through and it does make you feel and when they say that what i've heard reveries people say is like it's his detective side and explores his detective side i could only imagine this is probably what a detective feels like when they're hunting a serial killer that yeah that they have this guy's gonna kill someone else and i and every minute i'm not finding them he could be killing now you know right uh so it's 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 all that that's that is a lot about this. Um, I will say I had some misgivings about uh, the vampire Robert Pattinson playing Pattinson mm-hmm. Pattinson playing uh, Bruce Wayne. Uh, he is an excellent Batman. This Batman is cool as all get out. The right shape. He moves like a cool Batman. Is intense and badass. He really is awesome. Uh, one of the top Batman. Bruce Wayne. He's just I don't know. He's 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 very goth like i'm gonna say He's like you know
0: i remember so i i know last week we talked about uh the the next generation era trek films and how insurrection was one of my one of my proto podcasting experience yeah here's another one it's with the uh batsman or Batmen. <laughs> um i remember saying and i don't know if i came up with this it's kind of it would surprise me if I came up with this because I would have been, I don't know, 16 or something. But I remember saying that um, Val Kilmer is a good Batman and not a very good Bruce Wayne. And George Clooney is a good Bruce Wayne, but not a very good Batman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that uh, Michael Keaton was good at both. I don't know that I still agree with that i don't know what my logic or reasoning was i don't i can't fathom a time in my life where i complimented anything from batman and robin <laughs> right but uh but yeah so so there i i, I, would, I would agree with
1: that you. i think that christian bale was a pretty good batman i'm uh, sorry sure. a good a good bruce wayne uh batman I, I wasn't a big fan of his batman he was right grunty obviously i'm on Does record he's not liking that and, weird weird voice thing and he moves weird um but uh, he was a good bruce wayne he played where he was you know uh, introspective and kind of downtrodden and sullen a lot when you'd see him by with he was with alfred and then when he would be in public he was he'd change on a heartbeat and become this playboy totally different character so you never expect sure. it sure um and that's that's how batman is supposed to bruce wayne is supposed to be that's His, the whole dichotomy there uh, this i is, don't know this
0: if after seeing after seeing american psycho how i would feel about yeah, those uh those uh nolan batman films. I, I
1: agree i agree with how he acts in there um yeah this this one though uh bruce wayne is pretty much batman outside the the, the the like you don't see him you see him as bruce wayne but not really a lot interact with anybody besides alfred as bruce wayne he does a little bit okay. when he when he's like in the public but even then mm-hmm. he's just dark and broody I think sure. anyone who I think he would be much easier to suspect as being Batman because you'd be like, Oh yeah, that dude is definitely got some dark things going on. You know, Bruce Wayne definitely is. Um, so mm-hmm. he would not be hiding very well. Um, right. so, so yeah. And, um, thankfully he's, he's Batman a lot. Like he's, he's in the Cape and Cal a whole lot. Um, so that, that wor- works very well. Catwoman, cat the, the actress that played Catwoman. Um, she's, uh, the daughter of, um, Lenny Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz is her name. And the oh, niece, yeah. uh, the girl from the coffee show back in the day, um, Aquaman's ex-wife. Uh, she is excellent as Selina Kyle. Totally excellent that we've had some great mm-hmm. Catwoman throughout the years. I thought every portrayal of mm-hmm. Catwoman we've had from Batman is great. This one's another good one.
0: Uh, what about Halle Berry? Oh, yeah, right. I've not actually...
1: You know, I only watched like the first 30 minutes of that
0: movie. I, I watched that movie and I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I take Except it back, maybe not all of them. There's a, scene, there's a scene where she goes to a bar and orders a white Russian with no vodka and no Kahlua. She just wants a, a cup of cream. So stupid. So stupid. Because she's a cat, get it? That's so
1: stupid. Uh <laughs> Uh,
0: i mean that was how they did the that was how they did the origin stories in the 90s like you know somebody how many times did we see Catwoman like get scratched by a cat or whatever and then she just starts acting like a cat like it's not uh like batman doesn't act like a bat (laughs) it's like the it's like the bit we've probably said that on the show it's somebody this probably came from twitter but they're like If you had no cultural context, and I told you that there are two superheroes, you know, one of them, uh, you know, swings from, like, jumps from buildings and punches out bad guys and does a lot of sort of ninja kind of stuff, and the other one is blind but has such good hearing that he can you know fist fight with people even though he's blind one of those guys is called batman and the other is called daredevil you would totally get them backwards yeah yeah based on their descriptions totally
1: totally Uh, um there is um and this is seen in trailers too uh colin farrell plays the penguin in this one uh oh i remember that excellent like granted the the old 90s batman returns um danny devito the penguin Mm -hmm. is suitably comic booky sure yeah, 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 he he was fun and good, and I thought that was great when I was a kid. Um, this is this this guy is great. Like he's played actually he's played by Colin Farrell, and you should just everyone right now go Google Colin Farrell, Penguin and Batman. There's no way you can see Colin Farrell in that. Like he looks right. nothing like him, and when he's talking, acting, uh, everything they've got prosthetics on him and everything. He doesn't even. It's like I don't know why they didn't just pick a totally different actor, but he's
0: phenomenal. I mean, he is totally really great um like uh like jared leto in um gucci house of gucci
1: yeah yeah you're right yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy this it's like they just wanted his acting skills and uh without you know and put it in a different body they could do that's the way way this looks he's totally unrecognizable in any way in in every scene not one moment that i see colin farrell in that um but Mm -hmm. What a good thing! Like for a, for a crazy ass um, comic book character called the Penguin, like this one, like this characterization of him was real well. Like real well. I didn't watch the Gotham series, which I hear has got a good one, but man, this guy's mm-hmm. got like a scarred face, a sharper nose, and you and he uses that that nom de plume as his calling card type stuff, and you mm-hmm. you get it. You're like, oh yeah, I can see how some guy that kind of looks like this and is feared and is a mobster could. Could use that name and use it as a, a weapon instead of, you know, a, a put down. So, yeah, he, right. he does really good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do I recommend the movie? Yeah. You you should go watch it. I had a weird thing, though, Dennis. I said, okay. Shelly said that she wanted to go watch it. I think this is kind of her movie. She doesn't like superhero movies, but, you know, it's a crime drama. And she crime loves drama, those. Yeah. Mm-hmm, loves, loves mm-hmm. those. And I think she would. But the three hour intense time I I recommended to her. I said, you know what? I think you could watch this at home. I think, I know it's sure. got, I'm always for the cinema scene, cinema stuff, but this is one that you could watch. And if you don't like the intensity for three hours, you can stop, go get a drink, pause it. Take a break. Yeah. Take a break, you know, clear your mind, take a break. Honestly, take a breath and then, and then go on. Um, and that would be okay. Um, cause it's just not, you know, that's not for, for everybody. Um, and, yeah. and it, for, for some people it would make the movie more enjoyable. Probably. Um, so does yeah, does it
0: does it compare at all to um, uh, Joker? The um, uh, it it doesn't. It's Joker, pacing the movie Joker.
1: It doesn't. It's pacing, but but not in its feel. Um, you're right. That you, are you it's good good on you for bringing that up because that was how some people compared it. Um, no, I would say it's not the Joker. The Joker was like a slow descent into kind of madness that you know Mm -hmm. you already had madness and then you slowly got into the craziness type thing yeah and where you ended up at the end at the end of the road you felt like you you followed this person on its madness trail this one's not Mm -hmm. that at all this one is just you're already you already start in the middle like the the there's no origin story for batman or the riddler they're already who they are at the beginning so it's kind of like starting in a series of movies and you're on episode two or three um so there, there's none of that there's none of that i mean there's some character you know movement you know within the characters mm-hmm. but but that's not that's not uh you know the, the aim of the story so no i i would not i would say that, that while the joker is a a slow descent towards madness this this one is not this one is a story with these characters in an intense realistic kind of scene uh, for the most part uh, okay yeah so yeah good good and and i don't want to use the g word but gritty is definitely dark and gritty mm. is this one um mm-hmm. and and i will say as i told sydney when i went we went and watched this one uh i don't know i just batman's great We. i'm glad that we keep having batman movies but it's nice that marvel keeps making different movies you know you get guardians of the galaxies one day then you get um winter soldier the next and then you get like all different kinds of characters and movies and and stories um dc has a huge array of characters i wish that they right. would you know open it up to more than just batman and superman
0: all the time because sure. while yeah. this is a good oh, movie
1: they... make a good movie with dr fate or with the flash or something else you know
0: yeah they gotta they gotta pay the bills i guess yeah
1: you're right and yeah i know the that
0: bill. um they they've said where did i hear this i don't know and all this stuff i've been listening to and, and and consuming about writing um that the the marvel films the mcu films um part of what makes them successful is that even though they are still not formulaic is the wrong word they're samey which is a Th- that does not seem like an improvement over formulaic, but <laughs> like th- they have a lot of similarities to the point that people get fatigued. Mm. Um But one of the things that keeps them at least somewhat fresh is that they're almost a new genre every time. And at least maybe not every time, but at least like between, you know, the big name series is right. Like Ant-Man is a heist and, um, what is uh like?
1: Well, like Winter Soldier is a spy thing, and
0: yeah, Winter Soldier is sort of a is sort of a spy thriller, and um, you know, I'm I'm not gonna think of any of the other examples. Or like Spider Man a
1: is a high school coming of age type thing and
0: coming of age story. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it's it's got yeah yeah,
0: and I don't know if. So the, the point I wanted to make with that was that I don't know if, if Marvel has done a detective kind of, um, not detective is not the right word, but like a, like a crime mystery thriller, uh, kind of story. I mean, well, Winter like Soldier you, is maybe like you the said closest. they should
1: do daredevil. Like they, that's what they had for the, the daredevil sure. stuff. And, and just what, why are you just saying like Batman and daredevil, they're, they're that gritty, realistic—that's
0: similar uh, street-level punch of. with
1: your fist t- type thing, yeah. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And could be detective stuff type things, N- not not to the same, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's DC's got a lot of characters and a, a, I, a large catalog, and you know,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Sh- sh- should you, do tr- better treatments on their other characters too,
0: right? Right. This is a this is a complete aside, but um, although. Now that you said that, I have to name drop Peacemaker again. But that's mm-hmm. not what I want to say. Uh, did you ever get into riddles when you were a kid?
1: Not really, because I couldn't figure them out. I, I, right, that's, the on, right. that's the only reason. That, that always, to me,
0: food. it it was one of those things that seemed like, like, you know, I had adults when I was a kid tell me that I was smart. And so I'd see things and I'm like, well, if I'm smart, I should be able to figure out these brittles. This seems like a cool thing. It's like knowing good jokes, right? I had books of jokes when I was a kid. And a lot of them I didn't get because I'm like, what do you, you know, how do you get down off an elephant? Elephant? You don't. You get down off a duck. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what, is, what does that mean? Because well, as a kid, I didn't know that duck feathers are called down. Um, <laughs> All right, yeah. You know, it's, it's wordplay uh but I think the people that like rails are the
1: ones that also like crossword puzzles
0: sure sure we're word, word put and i you know I like words, so <laughs> I it like words it right yeah. came came into came into thing, but when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I should you know, I don't remember the sequence of thoughts or events that that came to this, but I watched the movie uh the Batman movie uh with Adam west mm mm-hmm. right the old the old one. The old one and i hadn't even really watched the show because i mean i had seen it on and we would joke about you know the the very obvious like wire fight special effects and how they would put the the pow and blam words on the on the screen um but i watched that movie and i was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna write down the riddles that the riddler always used and i did the same thing with the movie um Oh, these are both movies, but I mean the the later. I want to say newer, but it's now like twenty plus years old. Um, Batman Forever, mm-hmm. right with uh, with um, Jim Carrey. Yeah, terrible. And and so I wrote I wrote some of those riddles down, and I'm like, you know, in in Batman Forever, it's like, I see without seeing. To me, dark is as is as bright as day and the answer is you're blind as a bat. And I'm like that's not I think at the time I was like okay that seems okay but like now it's it's living in my brain apparently because I just <laughs> quoted it and I'm like that's not a riddle that's just dialogue it's just kind of clever dialogue somebody wrote. Yeah. But it's nothing compared to uh the Adam West era where the Riddler's riddle would be like um what's What's black and yellow and and right all over something like that, and the answer is a ballpoint banana <laughs> you know Robin guesses it for him and and I'm like what that's that doesn't even make any sense so dumb. that's just so that's dumb. just pure
1: stupidity so dumb the the yeah uh,
0: that was the almost the the start and end of my of my obsession with riddles th- th- you know, th- Thankfully, like a week
1: thankfully in this one. When, when he gives a riddle, Batman's super smart, and almost instantly tells you what it is. So I'm like... Okay. I, I, was, I was actually dreading that happening, like that they would have a... a, a surely there was going to be a major part of this movie where they get stuck on a riddle, and they can't figure it out forever, and then you as the yeah. audience are expected to figure it out, and that's one of the things when, when they do, you're like, oh, that's the riddle, because that's how riddles... Everybody... People who love riddles love to like string you along for as possible, long as possible... Right, um, yeah. kind of like showing their mental superiority, uh, which is right. kind of like what the Riddler does. So that's I was like, I was not looking forward to that. Thankfully, in this one, almost every time they're like, uh, "What does this mean?" And Batman's like, "It means this." And you're like, oh, "Cool, thanks mm. for telling me. I appreciate you telling me the joke right away. I'm happy that it's over. You know, yes. I get it now." Uh, so yeah, we we don't have a whole. We ha- there's some definitely some good riddles in here, but they're they're quick. Yeah, and know things. Okay, so. Go watch it. It it is it is worth watching. Um, and then when it, if if you don't want to sit in the theater, not because of any kind of pandemic times, but because it's a three hour movie, I totally get that. And um, it it is okay to watch at home, I believe. Um, although there are some really cool action scenes, believe it or not, probably some of the best action scenes with the Batmobile um, of any of the Batmobile movies that they've ever had any of them in. Um, wow. Yeah, re- really good. I mean, it's just. Some cool, like I don't know, the other ones he's like he's driving a tank or he's driving a prop car or something. You know, it's really my, you know overblown. This one, the Batmobile. My mother,
0: my mother told me not not to get into cars with strange men.
1: <laughs> this guy's a strange guy. Th- um, this isn't a car. Yeah, it's 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 clearly you can tell throughout other thing. He's he's doing a kit car where you know kit cars are you just, you know you have like a blueprint and the parts come together and you put it all together um so oh, he, he's playing a good and then when it, he, he actually is driving it and it's the action i scene. thought you
0: were making a knight rider reference Oh
1: right, kit car yeah no mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a kit car um and he um so when he's driving it which there's only one scene with the batmobile basically and he's driving it like how do i say any differently than a bat out of hell he's driving it like crazy um it, it's like, like a it's a bat. legitimate chase scene not just that's like okay. I'm a super skilled high driver of like the best NASCAR driver ever. Like, no, he's just balls to the walls gu- trying to go for this guy type thing. So, mm. and it's a cool car. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, I'll go watch that one. It's, it's per- pretty fun. Nice. Uh, I watched a movie that's been out for a long time. I, I finally watched it called Zack and Miriam Make a
0: Porno. Uh, oh,
1: I know it sounds like a terrible thing to title, but it's actually sweet and endearing
0: is that um seth
1: Rogen? yep seth Rogen, and um is that an apatow movie it feels like it's a judge apatow movie. probably um it's got uh jason muse and elizabeth banks in it mm-hmm. um it is actually a very sweet movie it's so weird that it's you know the the title kind of turned me off to it um right but the and i'm saying this for an old movie but the gist of it is that two longtime friends who were just friends and it's very clear that their friends um have um lived together for like 15 years or so and they're dead broke and barely making anything he's working at a coffee shop it's just awful and then Mm -hmm. they they're all their power and lights and everything get turned off and they're burning bills in their house to try to make some heat and they decided they can make some (laughs) quick bucks by making a porno um And they're like, I don't know about family. that. I'm like, it's totally fine. We're just friends. It's going to be nothing else to so make a porno. And then they go to make a porno. And uh, without giving too much away, they kind of realize that they kind of have, they might have feelings for each other uh, along mm-hmm. the way. And it, it's great. So um, it's a sweet, it's a sweet movie that I didn't expect to be a sweet movie. Uh, with, some nice. com- with some comedy in it. I really enjoyed that one. Uh, Space Force Season 2 started. And I know you weren't a big mm-hmm. person fan of that one, but I... Had the guilt, I, guilty pleasure of it.
0: <laughs> I liked it. I liked it well enough. It's it's weird. I I've seen the first episode of season two. Yeah, um, I
1: I like it. I think yeah. it's gotten better. Um, I've I watched the first three episodes. Uh, I, I think, mean, there's definitely
0: yeah. it's there's a weird sort of mix of of acting talent, right? Because totally. you've got totally. you've got Steve Carell, who by all accounts is both a master of the craft and also just a just a genuinely good person right you wouldn't there there's no chance the office would have been as successful as it was without without him for as much of a you know sort of horrible cringy character that he plays especially at the beginning right like his real personality shines through and when you see you know i I gush about the office too much but the (laughs) the like good genuine emotional moments of that show are when Michael Scott really becomes Steve Carell. Um, right. And it and it, you know, it works like it's still believable in the way the rest of the show is written, but you're like that's that's real like they're they're barely acting anymore. They're just two people, you know, reacting. Anyway, yeah. you've got you've got him and you've got you know, lifelong veteran actor uh John Malkovich. Right. Who is and, like
1: an award-winning actor, right? Yeah,
0: and even like um
1: like dramatic uh, actor,
0: dramatic actor. I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like F. Murray Abraham in in Mythic Quest, except that character is cast. It's intentional casting, right? Like right. he's there as this guy who doesn't belong, yeah. you know, because he's because he's this writer. Um,
1: and and, and uh, John Malkovich and, is opposite. And,
0: um,
1: the, his his opposite in that show is.
0: Uh, um, John Ralphio. What's his John name? Ralphio? Right, um, <laughs> Ralph? No, uh, it's not going to come to me. Um, yeah. Anyway, he's Ben. You know, ben Schwartz. Ben. Ben Schwartz. No, here? no. Ben. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't which know. one is? Which one is the guy from Stranger Things? Uh, who he he kind of looks like? uh, uh I think that's Ben Schwartz. Yeah, who was in um, uh. Uh, damn it. free john, guy
1: john ralphio's saperstein is played by ben schwartz i was right i looked it
0: up it is ben schwartz ben okay schwartz, i've yeah. got the names backwards then. hey, hey. Uh, i probably said ben schwartz last time we talked about uh talked about uh, space Force. And, and anyway he's, play, he's playing
1: a less less unhinged john ralphio like he's yeah definitely and, john and ralphio, i've but, seen
0: him i think he started on snl but i saw him in um, in house of lies with don cheadle and kristen bell he was great in that mm. um even you know his part in parks and rec john ralphio is goofy but he's also a well established uh, uh a television actor mm. and then and then you've got a handful of other people who are like is this their first acting job or it they, sure feels that way are they right? somebody's somebody's nephew or you know somebody's son which is fine it just you know everybody has to get their start somewhere i'm not trying to be down on those people but it it creates a weird uh um like like contrast between when you're like oh there's this and then this i don't like this person's so good it's it's not instead of like lifting the whole thing up it's created this weird sort of awkward contrast um but i don't know like i said i've only seen the first episode of season two and uh the, the, uh, someone
1: who's, uh, who's in it in this one. I only to him in The other one was, um, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy O Jimmy O Yang. Who's plays, he played, uh, Zhang Yang in, um, Silicon Valley.
0: Jin Yang. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Jin Yang. Yeah. He, he played him and he's on this one. He plays the scientist guy.
0: So it's kind of yeah, like, he was in season one.
1: Yes. He was in season one. He feels, it, it does feel like it's his sophomore outing. Like uh, it probably mm. isn't. I bet he, the comedian would throw that back at me. somehow. like I've got a bunch of other ones, but. <laughs> It's the only second one I've seen him in of note, um, mm-hmm. so so it, but it definitely feels like it's his. You know, like he's done something. He's got some confidence in his acting, but not quite right. right? Um sure. and then I'm, I am not a fan of the daughter like much at all.
0: Um, that that yeah, actress I is, don't, just drives me nuts. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but um, yeah,
1: yeah, and so. but see, so far in season two. She's changed. I think that the actress has grown up. You can almost visually tell. And then they're not using okay. her on that, like that. Her writing for her is a little better so far. She's not that whiny, complain about me, oh me, oh me, and I, everything has to be me, type stuff. Uh, so that that's it, it. Looks like in the first three episodes, they have kind of fixed a lot of those things that they talked. It just what I kept thinking about in these first three episodes is like, oh, I'm seeing the track that the next generation did. Where they had the seeds of something good if you looked at it. But if you just watch that season as it is, you you think that the next generation is terrible, right? Right. And then you watch yeah. the next one, you're like, oh, they're moving. They still got some problems, but they're, oh, they're moving in the right direction here. Um, yeah. And that's what, that's what I feel like this one. All, all the cast were past, like John Malkovich's character and Steve Carell's character are already established as really good friends. So you're starting the season out with that already... Done. We're past that storyline, right? And they don't keep going. Yeah. It's like I, I'm really enjoying that they've the characters are starting to understand who they are, what they're doing. I'm not a fan of the, the the love thing between the scientist and the astronaut girl. They I liked them in the first season. I don't know why they're dragging this on in the second one. Um, mm. But anyway, long as long of that is so far, I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I'm probably enjoying it more than the first season. Because of that, because the actors and the writers are starting to know these characters. The real the real question is, is what you have with all these kind of shows. Uh, are they going to be allowed to continue on to another season to get better? Right. I mean, you. Right. You, I was watching, as I always do, Next Generation just last night. And I'm always, you know, 30 years on or whatever, 40 years on or whatever it is, uh, still amazed at, at how. Like season five and six just turn corners. Like four mm-hmm. is good and three is pretty good, but like five and six starts to become where every every episode is just an amazing episode, where they are mm. in their prime, right? Right. And you're like, that took them five years of a of a, a company giving giving them chances more and more and more. You know, right. I, 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 it's hard to see that happening in this day and age,
0: right? I mean, maybe you've got companies like Amazon and Netflix for a long time just like throwing money at people,
1: right? Yeah, true. I mean, Discovery's still going, right? So.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a perfect example. If you want to say, I mean, there's a certain, there's got to be a certain amount of, in, in film, they call this genre film. Yeah, yeah. Um it's this idea that uh I think it's two things but the marketing part of it is um you have a built-in audience right so like movies are split into genres so it's not that's not exactly what that means but it's um to say that if you're going to make a sci-fi movie there's a certain uh like demographic or quantity of people who will go see that regardless right yes right because they're like oh a new sci-fi film um and uh uh the same with other things so i think especially branded you know ip films get some of that right like uh um you know disney and pixar have almost become their own genre right or what did uh oh, um, Uncharted, right? Like, you get the brand recognition of, like, oh, it's Uncharted and it's Tom Holland, and it doesn't matter that the movie is, from all accounts, pretty bad. It'll mm-hmm. still make money because of the built-in audience of the genre. And I think that happens with Star Trek, too. Like, even in even in the Next Generation era, there was enough name recognition from the original series and the original series movies um, that they they could keep going and the actors and the producers and the writers could get, get into the stride and say, you know, what is this character? Like the, you know, what is, who is Jean-Luc Picard and what can he, can he do? And, you know, I read about that a little bit when we were doing Star Trek adventures, because they're like, here's how characters can change in a TV show. Like it can't be dramatic, right? It can't be the same, arc that a character goes on in a movie because there is going to be another episode next week and even in long there's more of this now than there used to be because of long form story arcs in television but um you know Picard changes he becomes more of a uh for lack of another way to say this a sex symbol in in season 6 seasons 5 and 6 um and he goes through some stories like uh like the inner light when he lives this whole life in that in that probe and learns to play that flute and all of that stuff and then later think, in the same I think same, that's
1: season 5 as well I
0: believe yeah and then later in the same season he meets that uh that woman I don't is she like a botanist or I forget what her mm-hmm. what her position is but he meets her and they play music together and you know, they, they sort of start this, this, spoiler for this episode, that gets to a point where there's a life or death situation and he has to make a decision as a captain and they end up breaking up because he's like, I can't, because of my career, because of my position as a captain, I can't have, you know, a different priority than that. I have to be able to do this and it's not fair to you. But, you know, because of the, you know, the, baby steps that that the character of picard went through throughout that season he changes little by little to become a slightly different person like if you didn't watch all those episodes in between you would see him and go he's a little different than he was before but he's still picard right Right. he's not a drastically completely different person um from you know season four
1: Right or whatever but, but but he but he has like had that the actor and the writers and everybody has developed him from who he was in episode one season one to right. to where he is there, and that's that's something that when I watch this space force thing going back to that, I can see like I like it's I know it's a comedy just like you know parks and Rec and the office are. I'm not comparing this to that, but um it's in that genre that yeah. you can see like this has got that potential they, they have It's, it's a comedy that has character characters in it that you can like, right? You know, you, you care for these people that they're going to keep having a space force, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and cause they always feel like they're, it's the, the whole premise is that it's a weird, dumb agency, uh, created by a dumb, uh, type of mandate. Um, and, mm. and, and you're, you actually want to cheer them on that they're going to continue on. So, which makes me feel like I want another season I haven't finish watching this one, but you want so that they can grow and be better and see where they go and how this thing works. Um, it, so anyway, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying so far this one. It it felt good. I was really excited to see it back on, uh, as new, new episodes. Um, and, uh, so I'm, I'm gonna, I got to watch some of those and I'm really happy about it. Makes me happy. I like things that make me happy
0: nice uh, uh, yeah. uh brief brief aside on that topic with space force um i had this thought and this won't make a lot of sense though i can explain it briefly in um for all mankind uh you know the the alternate nasa history uh series a lot of the major like motivations and changes are driven by let's say capriciousness of uh U.S. presidents at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Vague sort of spoilers for the first couple episodes of For All Mankind. Uh, The Russians put a female cosmonaut on the moon. And so Nixon says, I want female astronauts. And it sort of drives the, uh, you know, the equal rights, uh, um, you know, first wave feminism. I think that's called first wave. Um, Just not out of any kind of No noble intentions or altruism or anything of that but just because the president is in charge and he says i want this and and that's what they do and when i was at uh uh, kennedy space center in florida um they that was in one of the videos like they were going to do this thing the the russians put um i'm not gonna remember the guy's name but they put a cosmonaut in orbit and we're like oh we've we've got to put somebody in orbit and then one day Kennedy gives this speech and says, We'll go to the moon. We're gonna put a man on the moon. And NASA's like, Okay, well, we we gotta change everything now because that's a different that's a completely different goal. Right. Um and it's interesting how that uh um can drive uh the whole the whole narrative, right? The whole adventure.
1: Yeah, right. Oh, man, I gotta watch. Finish watching. I'm so close to making that one. So uh, that one in the Expanse. Are two things I gotta. I'm jumping. On. I keep saying that every week I'm gonna get to, but I'm getting there. I'm getting. I'm getting some. There's so so much good things. As we always say, there's a uh, a glut of wonderful things out there that we can watch. A embarrassment of riches that we can watch. So mm-hmm. um, it's always mm-hmm. it's always great to turn on the TV and watch things. It's uh, people just listening to this episode, another ones uh, know that I watch. Uh, I still continue to watch. The Next Generation or some shows uh, over and over again because it's just how I am. Uh, and it makes me sad that The uh, Next Generation is going away off of Netflix. So I'm going to have to watch it on Paramount Plus, I guess, uh, hmm. going forward. It might um, still be on
0: Prime or something.
1: Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be while. somewhere. Uh, okay, a couple things following up through. Uh, I'm watching Master the... I watched The Masters of the Universe Part 2, which was the He-Man one with Kevin Smith made. Um, hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, it got a lot of flack for myself included, uh, for a lot of, it felt like, uh, how do I say this nicely? Um, being politically motivated or very Hollywood, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and they weren't wrong. I will say that the second half of that, because it's one, it's one thing, by the way. It's, I don't know if you didn't know that it's, it's He-Man was divided, this, sorry, it's not He-Man, it's called Masters of the Universe, divided into mm-hmm. two parts. And they released part one and then part two so it's one story right overall um so the second half so you only get to see the first half it's kind of like watching the first half of dune right um and then the second half uh i think it did come back around and i won't say fixed some of the problems of the first one you know or them or whatever or like you know like the fact that he-man's actually in in it um (laughs) but um yeah, it, it, I don't know. Ultimately, I'd say overall with that series, um, it's fine. It's it's got a, it's, If you like the art style of whatever it is, then and you enjoy, and you enjoyed the He Man series in the original, but wasn't a big fan of necessarily He Man, but you liked all the side characters because that toys that that series was made for toys, right? Like they just sure had ridiculous characters, you know, many claws or many faces, right? It just
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's it, the characters and were so dumb. And when you look at them in the cartoon you're like this makes no sense why this dude with this humongous claw on one hand would even be in this you know uh, but cuz he sells they want to sell a toy right right um so it, but if you're a fan of all those characters and stuff then you would love that series um if you don't and you like he-man and skeletor then don't watch this one it's none of that so
0: right on Okay,
1: so I can cross that one off the list as we
0: talked about All it. All right. <laughs> we, should, uh, we should get into our movie. Before we oh, yeah,
1: on. yeah, for sure. This is a bit of a change. Let's do that, our weekly movie. Okay.
0: All right. Once again, I don't have my movie up in front of me, but uh, we're talking about Silver Linings Playbook, which is a weird title. Um, mm-hmm. I understand why it has that title, but...
1: But you bet you it doesn't make sense in general.
0: Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't uh, name-dropped. Wow, this movie's 10 years old. 2012, wow, really? Uh yeah. Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence, Robert De Niro, and other people that you've seen in things. Oh, yeah, there, there, there's a lot of people um, in this one. Julia yeah. Stiles, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, so you had not seen this, right?
0: Nope, nope
1: and you did you you didn't know much about it i'm assuming
0: no i knew nothing about this i know that um jennifer lawrence did a movie that was uh time period i might be thinking of american hustle yeah, which probably. was 2013 which is maybe why i had these i had these confused in my mind um let's see I'm trying to decide where to draw the line on Spoilers here. Mm, um.
1: So I, I I will also add to this before spoilers is that yeah. when I had first watched this, I also had not known anything about it or knew what it was at all. Um, yeah, and I can't remember. I think it was one of those. Oh, I got nothing else better to do when this is on, and I'll watch it. Right, you know, type, type things.
0: I wonder. Yeah, that doesn't tell me anything. Uh, so. <laughs> I found this movie for the first whole whole first act. I don't know if it's a three-act story, but for the first third of it ish, whatever, first half hour, maybe maybe almost 40 minutes uh stressful, incredibly stressful. Oh, t- um, t-
1: tell tell me why.
0: Just a lot of like awkward ineffective communication which you know, I I said earlier that I like words, the thing that I really like and you can if you're a long-time listener of the show, you'll know the things that I that I really, really love stuff like, um, uh, Violet Evergarden and, uh, a silent voice. Those are both anime examples. And I'm sure that if I think long enough, I can find a a non anime uh, example of Mm -hmm. that. Um, one of the things that can really cut through for me emotionally and just from a sense of appreciating something is, is, you know, really, really effective communication. Um, sure. Yeah. And, and the these two do is, not have that for a while. Well, well, even before. So there's a whole p- part of part of that was there's a whole first introduction of his character before we even meet Jennifer Lawrence's right. character, uh, uh, Tiffany. And you know, he's not communicating well. He's just saying whatever he thinks. He's kind of bulldozing over people. His his parents are doing this weird sort of, may you know, the, the, the like almost bipolar switching between, um, and I shouldn't, I shouldn't just drop bipolar in a movie that is, uh, very centered around, uh, mental, mental health, illness and mental health. Um, but, but this dramatic or, or drastic switching between like walking on eggshells and, and almost kind of like, uh, like bullying, good natured bullying to, to try and like get him to, to improve or, or in some way. And then of course the, there's the thing, the trope, which I think is a trope now, and I don't know if this movie is ten years old, but this like they're they're um um giving him these pills right that he's uh-huh. supposed to take, and he's of course not taking them, right. and I'm like I'm like boy, this was a thing. I feel like every movie that presents or represents somebody in in a mental hospital, which also might not be the right expression for that, um, shows them like oh, they're going to give you these pills, but if you hide it like this, you can spit them out in your drawer, or you could whatever. And like, I know for years, probably decades, um, you know, it was, it or at least seemed fairly common that uh, that uh, um, people were over-medicated, right? Oh, yeah, or, yeah, right. Or, or the way to say that. It's like, you know, diet pills in the 50s and 60s and stuff like that. But it also to me was like man holly it it felt like hollywood was really glorifying the opposite of that like they're gonna give you these pills but the, you know don't don't take them because they're because they're good like um what's the movie uh a uh, uh, beautiful mind yeah, which i right. think you know it's based on a real person so i don't know the details of that story but it's really this like he has this problem this mental illness and he and he tries the drugs and he doesn't like the way that they affect him and so he just stops taking them and then just deals with it like yeah. he can just deal with it without the drugs and it's almost like magic because you're so far in the movie that it's um, you know it's it's got to wrap up right. um, and and that was just a thought that went through my head I didn't really mean to spend so much time there Um, once Jennifer Lawrence shows up it got better for me in terms of like, okay, um, there's there's stuff happening on the screen now that I am able to enjoy. Yeah, where everything everything up to that point was like, I don't like this, I don't know, I don't like that. <laughs> Why are they? They need to they need to back off him. Like, it's a a different character than I've than I've seen Robert De Niro play. Like right. he, he plays it very well, but you're like, what's going on? Why is everybody? It's like. Like his entire family plus his best friend, everybody just seems like they're about to lose it at any moment, constantly. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, this is this is stressing me out. I don't like this.
1: And, and um, I, th- I think I think that beginning. Now that I've seen this the second time, I I wanted to comment on that was that I think that's like trying to 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 put it as like him from his kind of perspective yeah, ish that, yeah. that you know or someone who has this problem that no one knows how to deal with somebody who's dealing with these kind of issues and they sure. are all terrible. And, and he probably feels that way too. Like you were feeling like, what the heck man? Like the brother does terrible mm-hmm. stuff, not the right stuff, but you think they're kind of trying to help, but not really. And it's mm-hmm. just awful. Yeah. I, I, I get yeah. there. I'm with you there on that. Yeah. Uh, um, and then Jen, Jen, I, Jennifer Lawrence's character comes in and she is a total.
0: She train. She wreck too. A, yeah. She has a different, uh a set of problems i don't know that i have a lot in detail to say about so i don't know if we even need to go into spoilers because i could probably uh everything else i have to say i can say without uh without spoiling the plot um but did you have anything
1: yeah i i, I mean it's gonna be hard for not saying spoilers some things but i, I will say that uh i mean i like i like this one i like this one a lot. Um this is in my top 25 i'd say it's a hard we to put numbers on there um okay. and it's the reason i say that is because it it it's a good mental i it's hard mental health movies are hard right because mm-hmm. because mental health is so wide ranging and difficult to to you know, yep. one person is not the same as another one treatment doesn't work for the, for another person medication not medication one you know it's just such a crazy thing and to have a a story about it you know doesn't always given by actors who may not have those things it's very difficult to convey Uh, and i thought this one did a good job of two people who had problems uh, and were had some really emotional i was trying to explain it to to shelly has emotional trauma that they went through Mm -hmm. and and have because of that they have um, had these mental issues right that that caused them these problems i mean they they may not have been perfect before it 's very clear that neither of these two people were perfect before, but this just sent them into a whole different mental state with their entire life right yeah and yeah. um and neither of them nor their i 'm going to use air quotes here support groups know how to handle it right and right. and how he 's handling it is clearly not right right he 's doing all these other things that aren't good or aren't right. You, they seemingly are good, but they're not helping with his problem. And mm-hmm. she same way. And she's grasping for something. Um, and then they violently at times uh, connect with each other. Right. Um I remember like she does this part where she's so frustrated. She gets so offended that he thinks that she's crazy when he's, she thinks he's crazy. And she starts screaming at him in a crazy way, and he starts yelling back. And then they, and then they stop. And like my experience with people who who have had the mental health issues, that can all of a sudden come snap right out of it. Right, you go mm-hmm. back out into this like, oh, now they're okay. Maybe I shouldn't have done that type thing, or maybe I'm yeah. acting over overboard. And now, and now they come back, and then they're 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 helpful and they're kind. And it's just this. The way you described it is like things are just going crazy here, and I hate to use that C word, but it's like that's the way it yeah, feels yeah. is that from <laughs> one minute to the next, they're just all oh, over the place. Yeah. Um, so both of these two characters are a train wreck, they're just like they're just I could not handle it, right? I could not handle the way they act. Um, and somehow they come together in so many scenes, um, that I feel are sweet. Um, mm-hmm. or genuine and hurt, hurtful, but genuine when he's dealing with his ex-wife, Nikki. I think in mm-hmm. particular, there's one scene where she finally gives him a note from Nikki where she's like, yeah, so ha- She's encouraging him, but saying that it's spent, they're better apart. And mm-hmm. he's, he gives that performance of like, he's trying to get through it. He doesn't want to read it. He tells her he was going to read it out loud. And then he's really struggling. Um, and she's the actress, behind her, Jennifer Lawrence is given this performance of paying attention, but scared, but supportive, but not knowing she's supposed to be, or knowing, you know, awkward kind of all at the same mm-hmm. time. And that yeah. whole interaction, and it didn't, and it ended with like him just having to leave and her wanting to kind of give support, but not really knowing. And it right. just ended right. I was like, that's, that felt very real there, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and, and, but they still, the two of them shared that moment and, He knew it when he opened the letter with her there and she knew it giving it to him. And she even says something like, I know it's going to be hard if, you know, if you want to talk, say it out loud. Right. And he even says, I'll say it out loud so that I can work through it if you don't mind. And she's like, okay. So they kind of like know that there's this huge mental, emotional thing that's happening right here and they're both going to be here for it. Um, And it doesn't have to be some great big crying breakdown. It's just that they were there. And then that relationship, that becomes kind of a part of their relationship. And then as things happen, they're on this crazy, difficult, emotional journey that doesn't have always a perfect ending.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's messy. It's sloppy. Um, and I obviously, here's spoiler if you want to go into the spoiler part. It it ends kind of sweet, right? Where they can, you know, open up with each other and have some kind of healing. And it's they're, it's not over but you know um a lot of breakthroughs and I also I think his story you know as, as the way he is and then when you see his flashbacks and stuff with the school and what he kind of went through um it was just a, a huge shocking moment for me uh watching that like holy cow some of these things I like to put like I always try to put myself in the person's shoes mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. or or at least my my character's point of view so um this one had to do with infidelity and there was infidelity in um, uh, the space movie you we were watching, For All Mankind. And so I, the, the character mm-hmm. I tend to point of view character identify with in that one was cheated on. Spoiler for All for Mankind. And that and that disturbed me because I was in that mental space. And then that's what, how this was too. I kind of was identifying with Bradley Cooper's character, not identifying with him, but he was my point of view character. Yeah. yeah. And then when he went through that, It was very disturbing to me and I could have empathy for that. And it made me have feelings, right? Of like, this is what happened to him. This is what he did and how he dealt with that. And, Mm -hmm. and that's clearly not right. But who am I to say, you know, I I didn't even know. I just kind of paused after watching that and thinking like, what would I do? I don't know. Right. You know, this is what this guy did. And then to see, and then after you realize that and see how his family treats and, and how people around him treat him and some people call him crazy or talk about him when he's in the institution or try to give him tips i just want to say like you have no idea buddy right uh, yeah yeah it's like
0: when you're it's like the the i've probably said this before because i heard it somewhere it's like if you go to jail for six months and then a, a friend tries to relate to you because they watch shawshank or something right um, right there's just no no comprehension and it seems to be a not trope is too strong of a word but it's a it's a trend in this kind of movie to drop you in in media res and gradually sort of drip drip feed exposition to explain the character so you start out like why is he this way why is he such a dick or whatever and then you gradually get the backstory and you're like Oh okay so now that sort of makes sense like i mean that's uh, it's it's frustrating to watch mm-hmm. but it it's still better than you know i don't know somehow dropping all that in exposition at the very beginning right and then and then yeah. walking you through um it's sort of taking you on on a little bit of of that emotional ride it it, um, ma- it makes you question like cuz you know you see the
1: perspective right of that of everyone else, like this guy looks is crazy, or this person is odd and weird, and you think that and you're one hundred percent in their seat, and then all of a sudden it's switched in the middle of like understanding the person, and you start to not only say feel bad about yourself but it it gives your own as a viewer sense of enlightenment that like oh, maybe I should think twice about being that person you know or who right. are
0: yeah, and there are definitely. There are definitely plenty of these plenty of moments in this movie um where you can identify with uh bradley cooper and and his family to an extent, like the kid trying to write a paper on him or whatever and like getting in his face with the camera uh and stuff like that i'm like, hey is somebody gonna uh i'm gonna give us a little little profanity here i'm like is somebody gonna beat the shit out of that kid because right yeah because he needs it right now
1: right yeah they're
0: having this they're having this intense like family you know domestic disturbance and he's like is this a bipolar episode he's knocking on their door i'm like where is it that they live that that, that, you know whatever yeah and it's you know it but it's written into you know specifically that way like you're supposed to feel frustrated like um, Robert De Niro does when he sort of goes after him.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. No, this is not like what he's doing does not justify this overreaction. I yeah, try yeah. to
1: yeah, and and
0: understand a little bit.
1: I, I, there's several. There's several scenes like like that. It's a good one. There's in in this one that I enjoyed, which makes it one of my top ones because every other scene, there's something that has something to talk about, which we won't we won't spend much more time on this. But um, right. when when he has um, he goes to the football game, right? Like, mm-hmm. that—that's such a great thing. He's just it, like it. That scene, the scene right before it starts with his dad coming upstairs. Robert De Niro, great actor. He does great acting in the scene. Comes upstairs yeah. and he's sleeping, right? It's in the middle of the day or something. And his dad has this whole thing about the football that is clearly a way for him to 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 help his sons in some way that he only knows how, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he, his son, I mean. And he comes up and he has what can be kind of a heart-to-heart with him. And it, it's just rife with his wanting to mix it up with the Eagles, right? And with mm-hmm. the football team and his relationship with football. And he just doesn't know how to, how to convey it, but he desperately wants it to, to speak words through football words, right? Like he desperately wants to somehow show his, his, his support and affection through the words of football, Instead of, you know, normal human words. So he tells his son that and he has an emotional time and he tells him like, I want you, I really desperately want you to do this. And then they go downstairs and he tells him about betting every single thing he's got on this game. And again, it's completely stupid, but you're like, I see what's happening here. The dad is just trying to show that he'll give his whole heart for this kid in a stupid way. But, you know, and he, and he sees it. And then he goes in the next scene that he goes and tells, uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence's character, and you, and then she has a kind of a fit, but not really. And, you, and you, it's completely justified. And you're like, What do I think about all this? This is all like a no win situation for this. And then it goes mm-hmm. into the football game where he's kind of enjoying himself, and there's a fight, and you're like, Don't fight, don't fight. And he's like, Don't fight, don't fight. And then he sees his brother getting jumped and, and beat up, and then he, he throws one punch, and the police come, and you're like, Ugh. All that is just a kind of back to back scenes about. This guy trying to deal with the situation, this difficult emotional problem, mental problem he's he's having, mm-hmm. and it's just normal everyday things with family, friends, and going out. That's very difficult and touchy and difficult emotional, and I felt emotional through all those scenes because of that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and and I think that speaks to the acting. I think there there was nothing s- necessarily special about the directing in this or it's fine or cinematography or anything I can point to but the acting was really really good and the lines were delivered well from and the connection between all the actors were, were genuine.
0: Yeah, so my um my my general takeaway from this we didn't go into spoilers so I'm not to take Sure yeah, yeah. spoilers. We're, we're, but um I've said several times over the last 6 months to a year um I watched a movie called Burnt with my family. Uh, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I've I've mentioned a couple times before. It's another Bradley Cooper movie where he's a chef who's supposed to have been a recovered uh, uh, drug addict, and um, more recently Nightmare Alley, uh, where he has the unenviable task of playing opposite Kate Blanchett. Um, and I think, I think part of my problem problem is a strong word, but um, part of my bias or perception of Bradley Cooper is is just me I think I had only really seen him do uh, these sort of romantic comedy um, uh, uh, films like I think of him as kind of a you know he and 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 Matthew McConaughey and Owen Wilson all play kind of the same character Mm -hmm. most of the time especially early in their careers and both of those other two thought were better um in whatever you know we've seen mcconaughey do stuff like mud and uh and inception and mm-hmm. not inception uh uh interstellar um and owen wilson has done a lot of different kind of stuff too um i'm not gonna remember a bunch of them most recently uh loki right right um and I think, I think Bradley Cooper has done a lot more, uh, diverse isn't really the word I want to use here, but, uh, uh, diverse kind of roles. And this one, this one flew under the radar for me. I said this off the air, but, um, uh, I always thought Jennifer Lawrence was kind of overrated. Like she's clearly capable, competent actress, but when she did hunger games, it was like, oh you know greatest big deal and i was like that is, it seems just okay to me which can right. make the like extra hype makes somebody or something seem overrated to me and then i like it even less um and so i never watched this movie because i was not interested in either of these actors and they're mm-hmm. both they're both really really good in this um yeah. there's there's so much going on with the the depth of emotion and and complexity of of interaction, it almost feels like I don't know anything about the history of this. It is based on a novel, but I don't know if that's like personal experience stories. I know uh, um, Andrew and I watched, and Andrew' dad and I watched a movie called Manchester by the Sea, which is a similar kind of oh, thing, yeah. Yeah. but without a kind of satisfying ending. It's just like he's he doesn't really get better he's just the people around him are you know come to accept that he is this way and and that's it and i'm like i didn't need to sit for over two hours and experience that if nothing changed like if right didn't, yeah right if he didn't improve if he didn't get what's this isn't even a story <laughs> yeah, um, it's
1: just everything's this, this is how it is
0: um where where this uh this is not that so um yeah, I think if uh, you know as far as like who who I would or could recommend to I don't know. Normally normally those are kind of clear and specific for me in my mind and I don't mm-hmm. I don't have that in this case. Um I think if you missed it like I did uh uh 10 years ago, almost yeah, 10 years right? ago, um uh maybe check it out and and in in How do I say this? Um, From my experience watching it, it is the most uncomfortable, is the most unsettling and and stressful at the beginning. It, it almost never stops being that, but it's, it's less throughout the rest of the movie. The, the the beginning is intentionally very, very sort of, uh, um, what's the word? I think, I think it, it, it's disorienting intentionally yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and to, then to give
1: you that feeling of that that mental
0: it it emotion. stabilizes over time which i think is, is sort of a metaphor for the main character
1: yeah i agree the um i agree on all those everything you just said there i what could i say about who because i think it's kind of important we we say like who who would we'd recommend it for and and i don't know either um i'm in the same boat with you uh I would say almost anyone really uh it's it's appropriately rated so I think it's like you know um it would be T V M A or whatever that would be mm-hmm. um yeah. it's got it's definitely got uh, adult themes it's it's very important that it's a you know you understand uh, adult stuff it wouldn't be for teenagers I don't think um right they just wouldn't they just wouldn't quite understand I think understanding uh mental health or, or having some kind of experience with some kind of mental health, um, or any kind of thing. I guess I, that, that's that's the thing. If you want to, if you want to watch a movie about two people, my big thumbs is two people who have emotional, mental problems. And when we say mental problems, I don't say like uh, they're because de- there's a lot of different things there on that spectrum. They're not depressed. Mm-hmm. They don't have learning disabilities. They don't have anything It's it's emotional trauma has caused them some mental, uh, social, and mental issues how they deal with the world um and this yeah. is what that. so if, if you find that interesting and how two people can come together and help each other heal uh from these emotional trauma that they went through that's what this is about it is about how they can find healing these two different people um mm-hmm. and and uh yeah, I don't want to say there's spoilers, spoilers kind of for the ending with that, but it, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's 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 good. It gives it gives hope and and help, but doesn't it's, it doesn't shy away from it being realistic. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, recommended for people who who can are interested in you know mental health and finding help with each other. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Crazy. So anyway, that was a serious show. Considered mm-hmm. what we've mm-hmm. had with some real acting stuff we went from Keanu reeve's fest on words to to this one uh what do we got now next this coming weekend you're going to be here
0: yeah so i don't know um yeah, we could pick. either we could either skip a week or i could do something kind of goofy that we could watch while i'm while we're together at icgcon or if i do something if i pick something heavier we'll have to watch it in the next couple of days here
1: next couple days let's see let me let me let me peruse your list here there's always uh joe versus the volcano is always a good one and that's generally we're at how about at world's end
0: yeah that's a that's a pretty good one i would want to i would want to make sure that i'm watching that and paying attention to it because it's been a while <laughs> <laughs>
1: that that would that would be uh hard to to pay attention to but <laughs> yeah that's
0: that's my that's my concern with trying to watch something at icg con and i know that um um not Edgar Wright, right who's i always get him i always get these two guys confused um the director who makes those movies um it'll come to me in the middle of while i'm talking but he does a lot of visual comedy um so i'd want to be giving it my full attention yeah it's
1: uh, it's a it's a drinking movie but right yeah yeah
0: okay so so what's what's your verdict um we could watch that i might uh i might watch it like wednesday night or something yeah, we, just we could, to, you
1: can always break it up to like where we're watching half of it and then eventually where you 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 forget the second half or whatever then you can watch the second yeah, half it's, later or something. it's
0: it's just tough during G con it's non-stop gaming and i don't want to be like have it in the background, yeah, um, and
1: and if and if you are attention. finally settled into watching a show, it's usually because you can't play games, falling here. asleep, yeah, or <laughs> or, or right, uh, one too many whistles. Right. Uh, okay, so we'll, we'll do uh, um, the world. I think it's actually called the World's End. Um, Edgar Wright was you were correct because uh, at World's End is Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, I'm assuming you wanted the Simon Pegg movie, is,
0: right? Yeah. Why did I think? the world End. I think it's because it's world End tavern and so I think that they're going they're going to be at that bar yeah Edgar Wright the um the other one I'm thinking of is Guy Ritchie that's what's throwing me off I was like, mm. I was like no Edgar Wright is the one who made uh lock at snatch it no that's Guy Ritchie and and these Simon Pegg movies are
1: I, um, I I would say a show that we'll probably see time this weekend with in that theme will probably be the gentleman which is a movie that I don't think you've watched Mm. Um, And no. it is another Lockstock-esque show by Guy Ritchie It's his most recent one um, And right. I'm certain it will get played But like Snatch And Lockstock It's not one that you watch all the way through It's always like people laughing at the, the things uh, So it's mm-hmm. good. it would be hard to review And I think it's, that's one that we should Later watch and actually yeah. Talk about but, yeah, Alright Crazy man
0: Alright well, you've been listening to The Front Porch. This is episode 236. Mm-hmm. Thanks, as always, to our friends at LRM Online. If you want to reach out to us with suggestions for things we should watch and discuss, you can do that via email. Our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, and use contact forms there to reach out to us. Uh, we could do social media, but we really don't. So <laughs> it sounds like a lot of work.
1: We would have to be you know, online all the time. We gotta watch yeah. game, watch movies, and play games.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please consider subscribing on the podcatcher of your choice. And while you're there, if you leave us a review, we always appreciate that. As always, thanks so much for joining us. Until next time, I'm Dennis, and I'm Michael for the front porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.